Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullrude. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrud. I am your host. And today we have our Waiver Wire Madness episode. Uh, I have uh, mentioned before that it has been getting harder and harder as the weeks go on to find players that actually fit our criteria for being um, Waiver Wire pickups that are actually worth it. Um, And really it's the running back position that has been difficult. in past years, it's been a little bit, I feel like it's been easier to find guys that are owned in less than 50% of leagues that are actually worth the pickup. Um, I am not, I by my own standards, I have not uh, had a very um, easy time finding players that I think fit that specific, um, that specific uh, uh, criteria. However, uh, I found a couple uh, running backs. Uh, we've got a couple quarterbacks, some wide receivers, a couple tight ends. So we, we do have some – I do have some uh, picks for you guys. And so uh, we have uh, – we are also be going over uh, some headlines, uh, what's going on in the NFL with uh, injuries and uh, different news things. So we've, uh, we've got a bit to go over tonight. Um, but real quick, before we get started, I wanted to uh, – uh, make again the announcement that we have partnered with a company called Prolytics.com. Um, they are, let me pull this up real quick. They are a premium sports analytics uh, website. They use AI, AI-powered sports analytics um, and use real-time data to help you with your DFS lineups. Uh, if you're looking, really, if you're looking to, to get the most out of your DFS lineups and really move to the next level, um, you really need to use these guys. It's pro, go to prolytics.com, P-R-O-L-Y-T-I-C-S.com. Uh, their AI learning uh, machine, uh, it provides predictive analytics, DFS roster construction, decision optimization, and much more. Um, our staff has already used um, Prolytics kind of as a test over these last few weeks. We have already had successes um, in our FanDuel and DK lineups uh, using, um, using their, their software. Uh, we love their projections, uh, and we recommend their services to anyone wanting to um, really take the next step in their DFS lineups. Uh, so, again, you want to go to Prolytics, P-R-O-L-Y-T-I-C-S.com, Prolytics.com. Um, you can, uh, when you uh, go to checkout, use the coupon code SkullKingFF. That will get you 40% off your first month with them. Again, this is a, this is a, a service that we absolutely recommend. We have loved using um, uh, their, their predictive analytics. I've used them for my rankings to help out with my rankings uh, during the week. And so, uh, again, this is a, a great company. I've uh, uh, met and worked with their co-founders, um, met online uh, and worked with their co-founders. They are they are phenomenal, uh, phenomenal people to work with, and we are uh, so happy to be uh, partnering with them. And again, um, this is a, a phenomenal company to use. Make sure again go to pro-lytics.com uh, and sign up for their service today. All right, so why don't we go ahead and get into the headlines 
Um, again, like I said, we've we've had some technical difficulties with the uh, with the show that we are uh, still working through. So yeah, again, we don't have a lot of all the bells and whistles and all the extras, but we've uh, we've got the the info that you need. So we're going to stick with that for a little while. All right, starting it off, the. Redskins have predictably fired Jay Gruden as their head coach, um, who, <laughs> I love the, the headline here is, um, they've moved on from Jay Gruden, who by the end was likely waiting for this to happen and is obviously not surprised, starting off uh, 0-5 um, in his sixth season. Um, it is a lot, basically it's a lost season for Washington. This gives them the earliest chance to start looking for a new head coach. I believe their new head coach or their interim head coach right now is uh, Bill Callahan, who was the, uh, I believe he was the Raiders head coach that took over after John Gruden went to Tampa Bay. So um, he, as of right now, uh, kind of sticking with the Redskins theme, um, he has not decided on who is going to be quarterback for the Redskins this next week. I actually believe they play Miami. So, Miami versus the Washington Redskins. This is a game we're all looking forward to, isn't it? This should be an absolute barn burner. Um, he has not decided. They want to view, kind of take a look at where Case Keenum is uh, with his recovery, uh, with the foot and ankle injury that he suffered. He was in a boot, walking boot last week. And right now it's between him, Case Keenum, and Colt McCoy. Uh, Calhan has apparently said that uh, Dwayne Haskins is not. Um, being considered for the starting quarterback position right now, which is probably a good thing right now, um, just because he obviously has not seemed ready uh, to uh, to take on the position as of this point. So uh, moving on, next story, Zay Jones has officially been traded from the Buffalo Bills to the Raiders for, I believe, a fifth-round pick in 2021. Um, I think this is... A good move for Zay Jones. I think it's a good move for the for the Raiders. The Raiders have struggled with their wide receivers. Obviously, they lost Antonio Brown. Tyrell Williams has been injured. Um, obviously, couldn't play this week. We don't know what his status is going to be for next week. So I think that bringing in, um, or maybe I believe they might actually be on a bye this week. So bringing him in now is perfect. Um, so he's got a little extra time to uh, to work and be uh, and, and get involved in the offense. Um, he's kind of that slot receiver type, uh, which, you know, they have in, 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 uh, Hunter Renfro. That being said, I think that Zay Jones could provide, um, he's shown flashes of ability with, um, with, uh, Allen at quarterback in, in, in Buffalo. He just, he's struggled with drops. Um, Zay Jones has, I think that, I think that he has really struggled moving into the pro game. Uh, I know that last year he had a whole bunch of issues with, with something, um, whether it was, he was getting high or whatever, and just some craziness happening in a, in a, in a hotel, in a hotel hallway. Um, I'm hoping that's behind him that he is, he is ready to move on. Um, he almost at one point, I believe he was on the chopping block to be cut by the Bills. So hopefully this is uh, something that can really get him going and can hopefully provide some fantasy um, relevance. Uh, I'm not insisting that you go out and get Zay Jones right now. Uh, I want to see what he can do first. So moving on, uh, 
Saquon Barkley is a possibility to play on uh, this next Sunday. He has been practicing uh, in a limited capacity. Um, so they're still, they're still trying to test out that ankle. The fact that he's even anywhere close at this point is, is just amazing. So uh, again, we're, we'll, we'll keep watching the, uh, the news wires to see what's going on with Barkley. Hunter Henry has not been ruled out for week six. Uh, he um, suffered, what was it, the uh, patellar plateau fracture or whatever it was, uh, the, uh, the, the plateau fracture in his, in his knee. Um, hopefully that is close to healing up. He is a possibility to uh, come back in week six. The, obviously, the, um, the Chargers could use a whole bunch more weapons because Phillip Rivers is struggling. So um, Evan Ingram was listed as did not practice on Monday. Uh, the Giants did not actually practice Monday. However, because they're on the short week, um, they are required to submit a um, a estimated report in terms of their uh, their injuries. So we will see. Um, it shouldn't be a problem. I'm sure they're just trying to give him some time to be ready for the New England game on Thursday night football. Philip Dorsett was also listed as did not practice again. Same thing. Um, as far as for, as far as Dorsett goes, we are not sure how this is going to affect. He did uh, suffer the hamstring injury in um, Sunday's game, and so this is kind of something to watch. If he is not able to go, uh, this could be a boost for Josh Gordon. Uh, hopefully, uh, we were expecting a little bit of a boost for Josh Gordon this last week going up against the Washington Redskins. Now that he goes up against the New York Giants, who are just as bad on defense, we're hoping, hoping, hoping that if Philip Dorsett's gone, Antonio Brown's gone, maybe that means something will happen with Josh Gordon. I'm not holding my breath. Um, let's see, moving on. Sam Darnold is undergoing tests um, on Tuesday to see if he can start on Sunday. Still waiting to see how that is going. Um, let's see who else do we have. Chris Herndon, uh, as far as him, he is uh, now off of his suspension. Um, and the Adam Gase is non-committal on what his role is going to be in this offense. Uh, we'll see how they get him involved. He he provided a little bit of a spark last year for the Jets in that offense. We'll see how involved he is this year with Gase as the new coach. Uh, we'll kind of see uh, where that goes. So um, apparently, from what I've seen, is the uh, the Patriots won't be activating um, tight end Benjamin Watson. Uh, he has actually officially now been released um, and has not been has not was not able to come back from his injury. Apparently, so uh, who knows what's uh, what's happening there? That's uh, a, an interesting kind of play right there. Uh, the Bengals have ruled out, obviously, A.J. Green for week six. Uh, we talked about yesterday's show how there's a possibility that he may be on the trading block going somewhere else. Jordan Howard is, uh, according to head coach Peterson, is uh, likely getting more touches. They want to get him more involved. He has been running the ball. He has been running inspired football lately in the last few weeks, so I'm happy to see him uh, doing well and that he is uh, producing for fantasy as well. So uh, hopefully that keeps up for uh, what we lovingly call here the brother. Well, now he's the brother eagle instead of the brother bear. Um, 
James O'Shaughnessy, the tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars, has suffered a torn ACLs out for the season. So they, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are now going to have to turn to Josh Oliver, uh, who I know is struggling with uh, injuries himself. I believe he is now back. I believe um, he is now back. Uh, and so Josh Oliver is now the tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Jeff Swaim, I believe, is the starter for right now. But uh, for those of you who remember what little bit he did for Dallas last year, he's not really a fantasy option. Um, and I believe, let me go through, uh, as far as Marquise Brown, uh, Coach, Coach John Harbaugh says that his uh, ankle is nothing serious. He should be okay uh, for this next week. Um, and an interesting side note, quarterbacks with 16 or more standard fantasy points in each of their first five games this season. Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and Gardner Menchu are the only three. Um, very interesting um, considering how many uh, other players and other quarterbacks um, who are having phenomenal seasons uh, that uh, were not able to do that exact same thing. So um, we will get to Gardner Minshew in a little bit. Uh before we get into the waiver wire, um, we do need to take a, a quick break to uh, do a quick ad read, and then we will get right into the waiver wire part of the show. Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one -on -one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. All right, well, let's get into the waiver wire for week six. It's hard to believe we're already in week six. <clears throat> uh, starting off, uh, owned at 24%, as we I told you we would get back to him. Uh, Mr. Gardner Minshew, uh, he is going up against the Saints in week, uh, in week six at home. Uh, the Saints have actually given up the second most fantasy points to the quarterback. Um, and I know that last this past week, the, the Saints did very, very well uh, stopping up the pass uh, for the most part. They, they held up, uh, they held up uh, Mike Evans, but uh, you know Chris Godwin still got loose for 120-some yards and two touchdowns. So they, they are vulnerable when not uh, when anyone is targeted other than whoever Marshawn Lattimore is targeting. So We'll see. We'll see who he's guarding. Uh, I think that Minshew could still put up some decent numbers. I still think that he is a he's a streamable option in deeper leagues. He should be owned. To be completely honest, if you're in a 14 to 16 team league, Minshew should be owned. Uh, 10 to 12 team leagues, eh, 12. He's kind of on the fringe. Um, if you're starting to deal with bye weeks, I think that Minshew is a is a pretty good pickup for this week. Um, Again, they are playing in Jacksonville, which should help a little bit with the hometown crowd. Uh, but uh, again, Gardner Minshew owned at 24%. I have him in a 14, 
16 team Superflex League. Um, and he's uh, you know, performed very admirably, admirably the last couple of weeks. So uh, moving on uh, at 10% owned, Mr. Kyle Allen uh, of the Carolina Panthers at Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay is giving up the ninth most points to quarterbacks. Um, so this is a, it's at Tampa Bay. I think this is a, a favorable matchup for the most part for, for Allen having um, not only because he can pass to Greg Olson, Curtis Samuel, um, DJ Moore, but again, he can pass the ball to Christian McCaffrey and McCaffrey has been an absolute stud this year. So um, I saw an interesting stat that Christian McCaffrey has more total yards than Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott combined. Now, of course, Saquon's been injured for a couple weeks. So, I mean, it somewhat skews this, but even then, very, very interesting. So, so yeah, so those are our two quarterbacks, uh, Garner Minshew and Kyle Allen. Um, I think that Allen, again, he, he should put up at least streamable numbers against the Tampa Bay defense. Uh, as far as running backs go, this is where I told you I've, I've had some issues finding players that I think are worth the pickup off of waivers um and here i'm gonna i'm pulling this up as as i speak uh starting off the first guy that i think is is worth the pickup is adrian peterson now the reason that adrian peterson i think is going to be a solid pickup is starting off he we're dealing with a a, a new a, an interim head coach that wants to establish the run a little bit more. He's even said as much that, you know, we, we have not run the ball enough. So that means right off they're going to have to run the ball more. So that starts with Adrian Peterson because he's their best running running back. Um, however, there's he's still going to get game scripted out. Now, this week, I think he's a solid play because they're going up against Miami. Miami has given up the most points to running backs. Um, their defense is god-awful. I mean, it's just horrible. Um, and so Adrian Peterson, is, I think, is a solid play this week. Um, I'd still only have him as a flex play. He could put up big numbers. I still only have him as a flex play just for safekeeping. But I think that if you're looking for – if you're dealing with some bye weeks and need, and need a running back, I think that he would be – uh, a solid pick for this week. He's uh, again, he's owned in forty-seven percent of Yahoo leagues, um, and with again with a very favorable matchup going against Miami. Um, looking at some of the other people um, that are you know under that fifty percent owned, Latavius Murray, who's basically been um, non-existent. It's all Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, you look at other guys, uh, Rex Burkhead, who's injured. Other guys that are have some uh, okay projection. I mean, it's it's you've got a whole bunch of injured guys um, in terms of ownership in and backup players in terms of ownership um, for for Yahoo or guys that are on bye weeks. So there really just is not a whole lot out there. You know, some people may suggest you know Jay Ajayi stashing him if you can. He's inactive still because no one's picked him up. Uh, he has officially come back as an officially fully healthy from his ACL, but it's been a week since we've heard that announcement, and we're still waiting. So um, the next the next closest in terms of a possible person that I would want to pick up uh, that I have listed here is uh, is actually Chase Edmonds. He's going up against Atlanta uh, at home in in uh, 
in Arizona. Uh, Atlanta gives up the 11th fewest fantasy points to the running back position. That being said, Chase Edmonds does get a fair amount of play in this spread offense system behind David Johnson. Um, you look at uh, let's. I'm pulling up right now. I'm pulling up his stats over the last uh, over the last few weeks. If it'll actually come up, there it is. Um, you know he's only had you know one att- one attempt in week one, one attempt in week two, three in week three, six in week four, eight in week five. Now it helped that you know they were already you know well ahead of Cincy and just kind of running out the clock a little bit. Um, but he has been getting more involved as the season goes on. Um, as long as they're trying to manage um, David Johnson's reps, I think that, again, this is a speculative ad for Chase Edmonds. This is deeper league. Again, I, I don't trust anyone else on here um, that I've been able to find in, in, these, uh, in these lists of, of players owned in less than 50% of leagues. So I may, you know, next week cheat and go to 55% to see if that helps out a little bit. but. Other than that, that's really what I can find in terms of the running back position. Moving on to the wide receivers. Uh, at 34% owned, Mr. Deontay Johnson. Uh, Deontay Johnson, who uh, is the Pittsburgh, basically Pittsburgh's number two wide receiver right now. Um, he is owned in 34% of leagues. Uh, going up against the Chargers who have given up, the, they're basically right in the middle of the pack, giving up the 16th fewest or 17th most. Uh, points to the wide receiver position. This The Chargers struggled on defense the last couple of weeks, especially this last week, giving up a whole bunch of points to the uh, Denver Broncos. So uh, I think that Johnson could provide a little bit of a spark. You look over um, his last few weeks. Um, let's see if it'll actually pull up. There we go. Uh, he's gotten more and more targets, five in week one, four in week two, six, six, and eight. He's had, uh, was that, uh, 20 targets over the last three weeks. Um, you know, five, three catches, six catches, five catches. So, uh, 14 catches. He's, he's right now, I believe he's actually had more, maybe even had more targets than, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster over the last few weeks. So obviously there's a bit of a connection there between Deontay Johnson and, uh, Mason Rudolph. And so I like Deontay Johnson as a, as a kind of a, a pickup that could possibly, uh, play well for you. Um, an interesting one here that I wanted to give, uh, 42% owned, Mr. Mohamed Sanu in half-point PPR. I mean, it, going against Arizona, again, Arizona has um, been, for the most part, somewhat stingy against um, the wide receiver position. Part of the reason for that is they've given up a lot in the running game uh, and to tight ends. Tight ends have absolutely killed them. Um, and I think that's more of the reason for not quite giving up so many uh, yards to um, and so much production to the wide receiver position. But Mohamed Sanu has had a solid uh, few weeks. He has had, what, one week of less than six targets. And that was this last week where he had five. He went five for five for 42 and a touchdown. Um, he's only had, what, one week less than 40 yards receiving. So he is getting... A solid amount of work. He is a trusted receiver for um, for Matt Ryan. Uh, again, forty two percent owned, so he is a solid wide receiver for you as well. Uh, another one, uh, Auden Tate, um, owned in twenty two percent of leagues. He is basically the number two wide receiver right now behind 
Tyler Boyd because of the injuries uh, and everything to AJ Green and to uh, John Ross. Um, Auden Tate had a, a solid performance this last week, and actually over the last couple weeks, he has uh, played pretty well. Um, over the last three weeks, he has had 22 targets, um, had at least three catches in each. Um, you know, the the one week last week, he had less than 50 yards. Uh, was his first in three weeks of less than 50 yards. However, he also had a touchdown. So um, he has been a solid contributor. And going up against Baltimore, uh, who has, let me see right here, has given up the 12th most amount of fantasy points um, to the wide receiver position. The last one I've got for you, 8% owned. This is a bit of a deeper sleeper um, kind of a guy. Mr. Preston Williams. Uh, ever since Josh Rosen took over, he has been looking Preston Williams' way. Um, in each week, he has had five, six, 12, and seven targets. Uh, now, again, because Josh Rosen isn't the most accurate, he's only had three, four, four, and four receptions. That being said, he is being looked at as the main guy. Again, they're going up against Washington at home this next week. Washington's defense. Uh, has given up the second most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. And so a uh, solid matchup for Preston Williams if Josh Rosen can actually get him the ball. This could be a good matchup for him, especially in deeper leagues. This is a guy that could provide you uh, with a little bit of a spark um, if you're dealing with some injury bug or the bi-week uh, bi hell uh, for week six. Moving on to the tight end position. Uh, number one I've got is Chris Herndon. Again, we talked about this in the news and notes. We're not necessarily sure how much work Chris Herndon's actually going to get um, being activated. Uh, going up against Dallas, Dallas has given up the 10th most amount of fantasy points to the tight end position in half-point PPR. So it's, it is it is kind of a risky, a risky pickup, but there isn't really anyone else that I really like um, for solid production that I think is a definite pickup. Um, the only other person I've got for you is uh, Gerald Everett, owned in 10% of leagues, going up against San Francisco. Now, San Francisco has given up the sixth fewest points to the tight end position. However, um, Gerald Everett has absolutely exploded over the last couple weeks. Actually, the last three weeks, he has gotten more and more involved in the offense. Uh, let me pull up his stats right here. Give it just a second. Um, in the last few weeks... He has had, um, let's see, one target in week one, four in week two, two in week three, and then against Tampa Bay and Seattle, he's had eight and 11 targets. Um, he is getting more involved in the offense, uh, especially if there's, uh, if we're dealing with some injuries and anything like that, I think that he could provide, still keep providing a bit of a spark to the offense. Um, this last week, he ate up Seattle, uh, 11 targets, seven receptions for 136 yards. So I think that he is a he could be a, a possible streaming option. Again, he's not very highly owned, but could be a possible streaming option for this next week um, going against uh, going against San Francisco. So that is it for the tight ends. A couple of defensive teams to look at in terms of uh, streaming options. Seattle going into Cleveland. If you watch Monday Night Football, you know Cleveland is horrible. Um, if there's a solid defense going up against them, they, they struggle. Their offensive line couldn't really get much done. Um, applying pressure to Baker Mayfield, Baker was struggling. Um, and so 
Uh, Seattle, for the most part, does a good job of stopping up the run. Uh, they run their base 4-3. Uh, what, I heard a ridiculous stat. They run a base 4-3 60% of the time. So even if, some, even if a team is in three wide receiver sets, four wide receiver sets, they are still running three, uh, three linebackers out there 60% of the time while everyone else is running a nickel with only two uh, bringing in the extra corner and only two um, linebackers 70% of the time. Um, and so they're dedicated to stopping up the run. They've done a pretty good job of that for the most part. Um, and so uh, going up against Cleveland, um, they have given up. Wait a second. Okay. Uh, Seattle has, uh, or Cleveland has uh, given up the ninth most amount of points to DST. As I had to read my notes correctly, uh, Seattle's given up the ninth, or Cleveland has given up the ninth most amount of points to uh, defenses, which means they have obviously struggled uh, with turnovers. Um, Baker threw a couple more interceptions tonight. Since he has come into the league, he has thrown more interceptions than anyone, I believe, um, since last year. So Baker's really struggled. So uh, Seattle's a defense only owned in 49% of leagues. So if you're on a bye, if you've got a bye week defense, they're a team to pick up. Green Bay will be at home going against Detroit. Detroit has given up the 13th most uh, points to the defense. Um, Green Bay has been solid. So Detroit, you know, I think that uh, Detroit could find a way to stop up the Detroit offense. Um, they've been solid uh, not only in the past game but uh, in the run game as well. So that's a team to watch for. Uh, and then this one, this one's a little more touchy. Uh, the Denver defense, only owning 29% of leagues, going up against Denver, or against Tennessee, they will be at home. Tennessee has actually given up the fourth fewest points to defenses. Um, they have struggled. They've, they've been able to score a decent amount of points. It helps that they had a massive game against uh, Cleveland. Um, in the first game of the first game of the season, and they've had a couple other really solid performances. That being said, going into Denver, Denver's playing their defense is playing much better. Um, the offense has struggled the last couple weeks. They've had tough tough uh, um, games, but their offense has struggled a little bit over the last couple weeks. Uh, Mariota especially has struggled. So as long as Denver can stop the run and force Mariota to throw, I think that uh, Denver could be. Uh, a pretty decent defense to stream for week uh, six. So, all right, that is it. That's all I've got for you. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast from Skull King. Uh, again, my name is Ryan Skullrude. Good luck this week, guys. We will get into um, the previews for this next week, the matchups for week six, uh, starting on tomorrow's show. I hope you guys uh, tune in for that. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you or to seeing you guys later. And, uh, and uh, guys, have a nice week. We'll talk to you later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.